Welcome to the Soul Seed Podcast, where soul meets strategy. Every week, I, your host, Sabrina Greer, have activated conversations with multi-passionate, soul-led thought leaders about their journey of growth from seed to soul's purpose. Every successful book, brand, business, podcast, product, or program starts as a seed, an idea planted into the soul of its creator. Be inspired by those who've led before us, six, seven, eight-figure entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, top-rated podcasters, and multifaceted humans. Be empowered by their humble beginnings and expanded by their tenacity and spirit. Join us in the frequency of abundance as we go to the story roots of these powerhouses. Learn how to apply and leverage the Soul Seed Method in the creation of your very own legacy. Let's go. Hello, hello, friends, and welcome back to Soul Seed, the podcast. I am so excited for our guest today. And I know I say that about all my guests, but I am so excited about all my guests because they're just the most wonderful, kind, humble, beautiful people on the planet. And today I have Sandra Chuma with me. She's an entrepreneur, a speaker, a coach, a podcast host, and an award-winning documentary filmmaker. She's also the founder and chief uh, creative officer of Worthy, which is a platform focused on helping women stop procrastinating on their dreams and take confident action towards creating a life that they love without overwhelm. Ah, oh, we sound like we have very similar missions there, Sandra. <laughs> Welcome to the show and thank you so much. Where are you tuning in from today? Well, firstly, thank you so much for inviting me. It's always such an honor and such a pleasure. And so, so great to see you again. It's been a while. And where am I tuning from? I'm actually right now in Cape Town in South Africa. Um, and, uh, it's been a journey for me in terms of I'm very much someone who loves structure, loves routine, loves my environment. And one of the things that my husband and I committed to last year was to stepping out in courage, like doing the things that scare us. And this for me was scary. I mean, I know, like, first world problem, I'm in a nice hotel and all of that. But stepping out and not being in your familiar environment, and then just allowing like we had kind of sort of a plan of where we were starting. But we've really allowed life to flow. And it's been a very interesting journey. <laughs> I love that. First of all, I love that you're in Cape Town because I lived there for six years. I think this is how we originally connected was having this conversation of the the similarities. Um, but I know it wasn't always this way. I know a bit about the backstory of you know your roots and and then how you got to where you are today. So let's go back a little bit and talk about you know the non bio version as I call it of, of you you know we all have these fancy bios with all these titles and you know it's it's almost like the highlight real version of who we are our successes but I know that starts somewhere right there's the seed that's planted and then we nourish it and we grow it and it doesn't always take and there's lots of sort of growing and weeding and you know working through all the things so tell us a little bit about you. The real yeah. Sandra Chuma. <laughs> I, the real me. I know that 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 question, but tell me about you always strikes such fear, such angst in me because I'm like, I don't know how far back to go. I do think that it is important for me to go right back to the very beginning, not like in the womb beginning, but I was born and raised 
in Zimbabwe. And when I was born, I was literally raised in a mud hut with no running water and no electricity. And at the time that I was born, um, Zimbabwe was under an apartheid system. So in the constitution of my country, it said that because I was a little black girl, that my life was worth less. And so that was kind of the context into which I was born. But one of the most beautiful things that I was gifted was parents who truly believed in the potential of girls and in particular in me. And also I had grandmothers who spoke a bigger dream, a bigger vision for me. So both of my grandmothers, my maternal and my paternal grandmother, neither one of them ever went to school. Neither one of them ever had the opportunity to go to school. And so neither one of them could read or write. My paternal grandmother, my dad's mom. She, unfortunately for her, um, my grandfather died while she was still pregnant with my dad. And so she was left to raise this little boy with nothing. And so life was a huge struggle. And on my mother's side, my maternal grandma, again, also never learned to read and write. And she worked all of her life as a housemaid. And both of them, even though for them, it was far beyond anything they could dream, always told me, you're going to go to school one day and you're going to go overseas one day and you're going to live in this beautiful house in the suburbs one day. And I, I shared that because it's the power of our words and the power of the things that we say to others, but also the power of the words that we say to ourselves to create life. Like we literally create with our words. When I look at my life, First of all, if both my grandmothers were here, I don't think they would believe my life. Like it's so far removed from anything they could have imagined. But it wasn't like it was easy. It's not like, oh, I, you know, my grandma said and then skippity scop and then life was wonderful. It was, there was a lot of struggle, a lot of people who helped along the way, but it ultimately came down to me and what I was willing to work for and the dreams that I had. Um, and so that's kind of sort of in a nutshell who I am and where I came from. But I also want to say something for anybody who's listening. I'm just a woman who's on the journey of trying to figure it out. Because I think it's so easy sometimes to see other people and feel like they have it all together and their, you know, life is amazing. But oftentimes we're just seeing the highlight reel. And I have hard days and I've had failures and I've struggled and I, all of the things. And, you know, you, you talked about the fact that I created the platform Worthy. And part of what inspired me is, you know, there's the expression, you teach that which you most need to learn. That is exactly why I created Worthy, because even in all of this story and everything that I've achieved, there was always that underlying thread of not feeling worthy. And so it was really me trying to figure it out and then feeling like if I'm feeling like this, maybe there are other people who are feeling like this, and maybe I should share the things that I'm learning on this journey. Mm, so powerful. And I think you do an excellent job of doing so. Would you share a little bit about the mission and vision of worthy what is worthy and how how did it come to fruition and you know what what do you do there what is the work that you're you know sharing with the world 
Where they wasn't, you know, so I, I, I love when um, people tell me about, oh, I had this vision and, you know, this is what I was going to create. It wasn't at all. I would say Worthy found me. I didn't create it. And, you know, as I was saying, for me, it came from my struggles. And so growing up in lack, it was always this feeling of I'll be happy when. Right. When I have enough money, when I can go to the grocery store and buy things without having to look at the price, when I drive my dream car, when I, when I, when I, and that's how I lived my life. And with each achievement, you know, with each milestone that I checked off, I thought I should be happy now but I wasn't. And so I did all the things, you know, I ended up in a a successful corporate career, was earning great money, traveling the world, still wasn't happy. And I thought, oh, it's because I'm working for somebody else. Maybe if I created my own company, then I'll be happy. Created the company, wasn't happy. Oh, it's because I'm not making six figures a year yet made six figures, wasn't happy. It's because it's not seven figures. If I can just make seven figures, then I'll be happy. Created this company, made seven figures a year, wasn't happy. And I can tell you that the year that I made my very first eight figures in one year in my company was the most miserable year of my life. And it didn't make sense to me because I was this child, as I said, who'd grown up in lack, who'd grown up knowing poverty, knowing what it meant to be hungry. And here I was, like I could walk into the grocery store and didn't even know what the price of a loaf of bread was because I didn't have to think about it. And yet I was miserable. And it took me having that experience and then starting to go on the journey of exploration. And then actually, which is one of the greatest gifts that I was given, losing it all for me to get to the point of seeking to understand what was it that would make me happy. Because I all my life, it was like, oh, I'll be happy when. And then when I had this stuff, I lived in constant fear of it's going to go away any moment now. And so, you know, you you create with your thoughts, right? That's the power of our thoughts. We attract to ourselves. And that's exactly what I attracted, a situation where I ended up making some really terrible business decisions, where I ended up in a situation where the markets crashed and all my contracts were canceled overnight and I had nothing. And I had to come to the reckoning of what is it that makes me happy and why did I feel so unworthy? And it was in that journey of rebuilding and then also really seeking to find what was it that made me happy that I created worthy. And for me, I feel like worthy is an evolution. I never sought, as I said, to create it. It was something that I was seeking, like, how do I feel worthy? And it found me and it's been an evolution in terms of what does it look like? I never in my nowhere did I ever think I would be a coach. Um, And now I coach, I do group coaching programs, one-on-one coaching programs. Never in a million years did I think that I would be working with women to help them reclaim their worthiness. And it takes different forms and we're it's an evolution, as I said, you know, we're building things, I'm reimagining what this looks like and how do I support other women? And in the process, how do I support myself? Because what I've learned is that self-love, self-worth is a journey of a lifetime. It's not a one and done, that every day is a recommitment to loving yourself, to feeling worthy. Mm, that is so true. And I think society at at large now, you know, everyone wants like the secret sauce or, you know, the magic pill or, you know, the quick 
fast, like go, go, go. And they don't see, you know, it's that whole picture of the iceberg as an entrepreneur where everything below the surface is what you don't see. You just see this beautiful little ice sculpture on top. And I think that's exactly what you're saying. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't come easy, but when you're aligned and when you're, you know, working and operating from a place of your soul's purpose and allowing those nudges to come to you and allowing the vision to sort of come to you and call to you, that's when it starts to feel aligned. And then it doesn't feel like work anymore. Right. And I think that's true success and true happiness. It it doesn't come from the hustle and the grind. It comes from allowing that alignment to fall into place. And it doesn't always make sense right? It, it doesn't always make sense. It often there's, doesn't actually make sense. There's so many things that have happened, opportunities that have come my way that don't make sense. But like you said, it's when you're acting from that place of alignment. You know, we, we're, we've been sold in society, we've been sold the, the dream, right? Like you said, the hustle, right? It's like, if you're not hustling, then you're not living, you know, you, you've got to hustle every day and you've got to work hard. And I'm not saying that, you know, go lie on the couch and, you know, eat ho-hos and ding-dongs. But what I'm saying is that there is that balance. You're always playing. Is that delicate balance, the yin and the yang, right? The fact that everything is equal and opposite, that of course you do have to. I'm sure in your world, like there are days where you have to, you know, button up, be disciplined, do the work. But it's also the allowing and allowing the alignment. And I think that I read a quote recently that said something like, you know, um, it'll cost you, living your dream life will cost you your current life, but your dream life is priceless. And I think that that's so important for us to remember. So many people are living lives that aren't theirs. So many people are living other people's dreams or living what they think they should want or living what society says that they should want. And it's so out of alignment. And so sometimes that's why it feels so hard, where it feels like everything's a grind. You know, like you said, that when you feel aligned, when it when you love what you do, it's such a beautiful place to operate. Of course, any job has sucky parts to it. There are things we don't love to do. But most of your life should feel like joy. You know, I think we've been sold this fake bill of goods that says, if you can just suffer enough, at the other end of the suffering is the joy. And yet it's the other way around where every day should bring joy. And it's really for us to look for that joy and remember as well, like we've been sold that it's about the stuff, right? If I can just get the bigger house and the car and the seven figures in the bank. and, And yet what we're all chasing is how we want to feel. We're chasing a feeling. That's what goals are about. It's about how you think it'll make you feel to achieve whatever it is that you want. And I feel like if we can step into that, that is true power. Realizing that it's about how I want to feel and also about who do I want to be on that journey. Mm, Exactly. That is it, right? It's it's about stepping into, I always say, because people still throw around that expression, like fake it till you make it. And that drives me nuts. It's not about faking anything. It's about stepping into the next level version of yourself. And sometimes that requires getting super uncomfortable and doing things you've never done before and being who you've never been before to get to that place, 
right? So it's it's not about faking anything. It's about knowing in your soul who you are truly meant to be and taking that next step, that next action, that next thing that brings you to that next level. And that's often very uncomfortable for people. <laughs> it's often terrifying to do that next step. But I think that's where the, the real magic happens is that. So I really despise the expression, fake it till you make it. But I've sort of reframed the narrative around what that actually means in my world anyway, in my coaching practice and you know the people that I work with. It's about stepping into that because I work with, obviously, I have a publishing house. I work with a lot of aspiring authors. They're like, but I'm not an author. I haven't written anything. I haven't done it yet. It's like, yes, but you're doing it. So step into that vision, step into that next level version of yourself and claim it. Own who you are. You just said bing, bing, bing. You just said like a powerful word, claim it. I think we're so afraid of claiming what it is, claiming our dreams. Like a lot of people don't even have the courage to write down what is it that I want? What is my vision? What is my dream for myself? And so much of that comes from the fear, the fear of the unknown, the fear of am I good enough? I think, you know, it's one of the things that I've been learning as I've been on this journey is that at the core, at the base of all of these, and I'm going to put it in quotation marks, air quotes, limiting beliefs is the belief that I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. But I think that sometimes what we need to do is to take a step back and realize, first of all, I I think it's such a disservice when we say to people limiting beliefs. And here's why I believe that. I don't believe there's a limiting belief. I believe there are beliefs that either serve you or beliefs that don't. They're beliefs that move you towards what you want or beliefs that move you away from what you want. Every belief that we hold when you go down to its core at a subconscious level is protecting you in some way. Even though it might seem like, what, how can I, I don't know if you, just as an example, if you have an addiction, for example, to whatever it is, and you're like, but how could that be protecting me? Or how could I, there's some gain at a subconscious, there's something within you that has some level of, you know, feeling like it's serving you in some way or protecting you in some way. That's why we have the beliefs that we have. And so it's really understanding that, it's about questioning our beliefs. It's not necessarily categorizing them as good or bad. You know, I'm also certified as a habits coach and my mentor um, has been studying behavior and habits, particularly for, I think, almost 30 years. And one of the things that he talks about is there are no good habits or bad habits. They're just habits. And it's about, does that habit help me or hurt me? And that's the same with our beliefs. And so it's about how do we examine our beliefs? How do we examine what it is that we believe that's stopping us from achieving the dream and then claiming it, claiming our dream, claiming our power and saying, you know what? I can do this or I can achieve this. Um, You know, one of my favorite books, all-time favorite books is The Alchemist. And in there, Paulo Coelho has a quote where, and I'm paraphrasing it, but he says, the only reason that you can, won't achieve the life of your dreams is because of fear. That's it. That, that's what stands in the way of us achieving the life that we want for ourselves. That's what stands in the way of us having the courage to claim claim the dream and then to do what it takes, aligned action, to achieve it. Oh. 
goosebumps everywhere. It's so powerful. This is like, this is what it's all about. This is powerful, powerful stuff. And I believe, you know, planting these seeds and putting the energy out there, putting, you know, your passion and your thoughts out into the world, it is, it boils down to courage. And courage is the nourishing part of planting the seed. It's it's taking care of it, right? And that is the aligned action. That is the one step forward, one step at a time in the right direction, you know, examining those habits that you spoke about. Like these are fundamental pieces and it does boil down to the fear. We're all afraid, mm-hmm. all of us. The only difference between the people who have the success that they desire and have the you know, happiness, and I'm doing air quotes now <laughs> that nobody can see, you know, the happiness that we desire, it boils down to courage. Moving I, forward with what you believe you want. Yeah, you're so right. We live in this airbrushed, you know, highlight real world. And I think especially now with social media, where it makes it look like other people are living these, you know, fabulous lives, and there's something wrong with me. You know, when you're looking at other people who are, who are posting, whatever they're posting, how fabulous their lives are, it's so easy for us to get sucked into the belief that they don't ever feel fear. They don't ever feel inadequate. They don't ever have issues with self-love and self-worth. And yet we all feel those. Every single person. You know, I had the opportunity uh, several years ago to meet Michelle Obama. And she talked about the fact that she's still, she's freaking Michelle Obama. And never mind that she was, you know, the first lady just as her. She's an incredibly accomplished woman who's done so much in the world. And yet she still said she feels like an imposter sometimes that, you know, she feels like I think the only reason people are here is because I was the first lady. That's everybody's feeling fear. But like you said, it's about courage. It's about recognizing that the fear is robbing you of the life that you deserve, the life that you know at a soul level is meant to be the life that you're living, your extraordinary life. And, you know, one of my favorite quotes, I I love Maya Angelou, and I loved her writing. And she has a quote where she says that, Courage is the most important of the virtues. It's the most important of the virtues because she says you cannot live any other virtue without courage. And so that is the very first step to claiming the dream life, claiming what you want, is recognizing that it's about courage, the courage to do it afraid. You know, everybody's afraid. Everybody's, you know, standing backstage before they, you know, give a big speech or before they have to, you know, go for a job interview or before they press, you know, send or publish on a post. They're afraid. But it's the people who do it anyway who have success. I love that you brought up Michelle Obama just simply because I think we have this Yes, we all suffer from comparisonitis or whatever you want to call it. We all compare ourselves to the people who are doing the things that we want to do. And But I also think we have a problem with putting people on a pedestal because we're all human and we're all living a human experience. And yes, some people do things at a different pace and a different level and have more courage than maybe you have in this moment. But we're all humans having a human experience. And the second we start taking these people off the pedestal and realizing that and putting ourselves, pulling ourselves up to, to meet them where they're at, get in the rooms with people that inspire you. Don't be afraid of them. Don't look at them like they're better than you or they're on a pedestal. Get in the rooms with them. 
be inspired by them, look to them to see what's possible for you. Right. I love that idea of like, I could just sit and hang out with Michelle Obama and feel on the same level. And that when you truly start taking people off pedestals and looking around and realizing that we're all here together and we're all in the same planet, experiencing the same things for the most part, the same emotions. And I think it was Oprah who said, you know, any feeling you're feeling, any emotion you're experiencing, somebody else is right now experiencing that exact same emotion and has experienced that emotion at some point in their life because we're all human. We could sit in the same room as Oprah. We could sit in the same room as Michelle Obama and have conversations with these amazing humans and be inspired by their work and be lifted by their work. And I think that's where, you know, when we compare ourselves and we put people on a pedestal, it makes us feel small. It makes us feel unworthy. Whereas when we pull ourselves up to where these people are and get inspired by them and see what's possible, that's where more of the magic happens as well. It's all about allowing yourself to shine where you are. You know, just like, you know, like you're saying, we often admire these people who are on big stages, global stages, but there's somebody in your life who looks at you and looks at what you're doing and is inspired by you. And I think it's remembering that it doesn't have to. Success isn't necessarily about the number of people who know your name. It's about you showing up as the best version of you. That's success about you stepping into what is your next level? What what does it look like for you? And I'll dreams are different. You know, there are the people who dream of being on big stages. There are also the people who dream about being a great mama and raising their kids and being there when the kids come home from school. It doesn't make their dream any less valid, any less important. It's a different dream. And I think the moment that we can, you know, like you said, get rid of comparing our dreams, you know, it's something that I see, especially in entrepreneurship nowadays, There's this dream of, I want to create a seven-figure business. That's great. Why? Why? You know, it's just become sexy to say, I want a seven-figure business because everybody else is doing it. All the cool kids are doing it. So we feel like we need to do it too. And yet it's like, what is it that you want? Maybe you don't want a seven-figure business. Maybe you want a five-figure business. And that's what brings you joy and being able to work one day a week and then spend the whatever it is that your success, you're the only person who can define for you what success looks like. And it starts, like you said, with taking other people off pedestals and recognizing that the dream that you have was given to you for a reason. So good. I feel like I could talk to you for hours and hours, but we do have a time, a time limit. So if our audience wants to track you down, which I'm absolutely certain they will, because you're just such an inspiring human and such a lovely, like I can see, I know not everyone can see you, but I can see the aura on you. It's just so potent and so magical. And, you know, if they want to track you down, where's the best place for, for our audience to find you? First of all, I I just want to acknowledge you. I want to acknowledge you and the courage that it takes to step into a dream, the courage that it takes to do this, the courage that it takes to put it all together, put it out there. That is, and I'm so, I'm so grateful to you because you're creating a platform for us all to be inspired, for us all to 
be able to step into big dreams. And so I want to say thank you for that, first of all. And uh, in terms of where you can find me, I generally probably hang out most on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Sandra.chuma. I uh, also Worthy, the brand Worthy has an Instagram and that is at IamWorthy.co. And you can find what's up, what's the latest things that I'm offering at my website, which is SandraChuma.com. Amazing. And I'll link everything in the show notes so you can track Sandra down. And I'm just so grateful that you spent this time with us today and shared your gifts with the world and just keep keep shining because it's just so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I truly appreciate it. <laughs>